Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. So the Carolina Hurricanes are suddenly overtime heroes. They beat the Minnesota Wild by the score of 4-3 to three in Minnesota. It's their third straight win. Andrei Svechnikov at 133 of overtime wins it on a cross-ice feed from what I imagine was a pretty tired Dougie Hamilton. He had been out there in a long shift, saw a wide-open Svechnikov, gave him the puck, and he ripped one past... Devin Dubnik looked like it might have gone off the stick of Jared Spurgeon. Just a hair. Uh, either way, uh, Hurricanes win it by the score of 4-3. to three. Welcome to the Morning After podcast, although you might be listening to this even before it gets dark, uh, although it is coming up pretty quick. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal, is going to uh, help me out here as we do the Morning, morning After podcast in the afternoon after the Hurricanes' latest win. Uh, just general assessment of what you think we saw tonight or to this afternoon, Corey. I, I honestly didn't think they played particularly well. Obviously, I think the first period was good. Um, but they didn't get a whole lot out of their best players, really, uh, most of the game. Uh, Reimer kind of kept them in it and then kind of sort of fell apart a bit there and didn't. Couldn't seem to even locate the puck anywhere. Yeah, a uh, couple couple lucky plays where it didn't happen to get past them, and uh, they found a way to win. I mean, I, you know, they don't ask how you get the two points. I guess so. I'm sure they're happy to get out of there with two. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. I thought Reimer saved them in the first period. So the funny thing, Carolina leads two nothing, and I thought they were not the better team. Uh, in the first period. Statistically, it was pretty close. I just felt like Minnesota controlled the play. Minnesota was dominant in the second period. Third period was kind of, uh, I think both teams kind of rope-a-doped a little bit. I didn't think there was a ton that went on in the third period. But, uh, man, Carolina's... What, what, what do you make of the fact that in years past, the Canes were overtime zeros, and now they're overtime heroes? Yeah, it's something else. I mean, I, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching and, and having the wherewithal to say we're going to go with our guys that have the best chance to put the puck in the net. Um, you know, I joked during the Buffalo game the other day that it's a good thing that Jeff Skinner's not allowed to play at three on three, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so um, if you recall from the Bill Peters there. Yes. Um, so, you know, Nate just makes that mistake against Columbus, uh, but Rod doesn't blink and putting him back out there the you know, Svechnikov's out there, uh, you know, he's still, there, there's still times where he's a little, you know, loosey-goosey with his stick and takes some stick infractions, obviously uh, much improved over last year. But, um, you know, he's out there. Every three-on-three is out there, and yeah. you get a goal from him, and, you know, it's in the net. Yeah, here's what's interesting about the uh, the overtime winner. I actually just 
That play started when Minnesota has the puck in their own end, and Svechnikov is hounding Eric Stahl. He actually took and take the puck from him, but he caused Stahl to lose the puck. He lost it to a teammate. Uh, so Svechnikov just uh, was really good defensively that entire shift. Then he gets the puck uh, deep behind, uh, you know, in the corner behind Reimer. Uh, and then he kind of started it out. Uh, he gave it to Hamilton, who skated it out. And I guess nobody decided that Svechnikov was a threat on that because uh, he was wide open uh, on the right side of the ice. So uh, I think a lot of these plays that we're seeing, I think guys are learning that, man, if I take care of my defensive end, a, I, I stand a good chance of, uh, of getting a scoring chance out of it. Yeah, I agree totally. And I, it, I, I didn't want to make it like defensively. I think he always is. Yeah. Um, you're 100% right on that Eric Stahl play. I thought I thought he was going to pick him, mm-hmm. pick the puck right there and go in. Because uh, when Stahl lost it, I thought he was going to curl around him and get it. Um, so, yeah, to your point, I mean, he, he and Natchez both, I mean, are light years where they were last year when we saw both of them, uh, you know, fetch for the whole year in the NHL and, and then just Marty just for a little while. But light years, um, and I think Natchez is, in, you know, his impact defensively has more to do with the fact that his legs are always going. He's the fastest guy on the ice every single night. But, uh, but yeah, Svech is so improved in that category. Just smart plays. A couple times today where he just flipped the puck out of the defensive zone in the air and yeah. got off. I mean, just, just good, smart plays that Rod probably loves. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal, is here on the morning after podcast. So Svechnikov and Dougie Hamilton, uh, we all knew going into the season that they would be the leading leading scorers. Uh, each have 22 points. Each have nine goals and 13 assists. And for Svechnikov, who I think had five power play points last year, uh, now has nine power play points. And uh, what, four, what, four or five power? He's been, I mean, the, the difference in him last year to this year, I guess it's just confidence because we all know uh, he's had the talent. And by the end of the late year last year, Rod wasn't afraid to put him out uh, in high leverage situations because he trusted him defensively. Yeah, I mean, he's a superstar in the making. He's going to be, uh, he's not only is he physical, but you can see he's getting meaner and meaner by the game. And there aren't going to be, you know, everyone's always going to, look back and say, oh, he got, he got taught a lesson. He did. Maybe he got taught a lesson that he's not going to let somebody push him around for three yeah. games before he re, before he reacts. Instead, he is in on everybody, and he doesn't care if guys get mad at him for, for a hard hit. And, uh, you know, his team still has his back. They obviously, you don't want a guy like that fighting. You know, like, there's no reason for him to sit in the box for five minutes. <laughs> um, but he is a uh, but he's physical, and yeah. he's he's getting a little bit of that mean edge that uh, there aren't too many power forwards running around the NHL right now. I mean, you look, and there's you know Tom Wilson has proven to be a good enough scorer that you put him in there. Yeah, Evander Kane, Evander Kane. But beyond that, maybe Jamie Benn to an extent has that snarl to him. But there aren't a whole lot of them. And uh, you know, if he can become that on top of what he already is, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. He could be a you know. A 
60 goal guy who's yeah. just terrorizing teams in, in multiple ways every night. All right, we'll let you go uh, after this, and I appreciate Corey Lavalette's time here on the Morning After podcast. And I think for the most part, you're really uh, 100% correct about the way James Reimer was today. I thought he was outstanding in the first period. The only reason why Carolina, forget about 2 nothing. I mean, Carolina could have been down 3-2. Three, uh, I mean, the goals were really more fortunate than anything else. When you get goals from Joel Edmondson and Brock McGinn in the first period, I mean, it's it's amazing that you're not, you should be dominating at that point. Uh, Reimer was great. I do think there was... Uh, a little bit of fighting to locate the puck in the uh, in the third period or in the second period and even into the third. And he might have been a little fortunate on the uh, the Hartman shot attempt with about three minutes left. It, uh, it either hit his blocker or it hit the shaft of his stick, one of the two, because it looked like there was enough room short side to get him. But did we see enough of enough good from Reimer uh, to just to keep going with this two goalie setup? Because I know Alex Nedeljkovic was a monster in a checkers win last night, and he is two zero and one in his last three with a nine sixty seven save percentage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a really good subplot of this season. Is I, I don't think there's any doubt that Peter's your number one guy, and that you're going to use him uh, whenever you can. At the same time, he's a guy who's never played fifty games, right? So. It's not like you can Arthur Urbe him and play him 72 games and, and hope that everything works out. So they need a number two guy to step in and, and play well. Um, Reimer, for the most part, hasn't. Um, and sometimes that's on him. I, other times I feel like it's, it's almost, and I don't want to say Scott Darling was playing well and just the victim of circumstance, but there was a feeling when Scott Darling was in net uh, last year and the year before that the team didn't trust what was happening behind right. them. Yeah. And I, I, I feel that a little bit with James Reimer. Um, that may just be, you know, I, I may be reading into things a little too much, but there are two options in Charlotte that have, you know, like to your point, Nadelkovic did not have a good start to the season. Uh, I actually saw him play in Utica and he was, he got pulled and had turned the puck over twice because his, his bread and butter is handling the puck. And yeah. He was, he was terrible. Um, but he's turned it around, and um, and and Forsberg has played really, really well. Um, and I thought he was arguably the second-best guy in camp, um, but it, it almost felt like a decision that had been made before yeah. uh, before we even and, – and Rod alluded to that when Nedeljkovic got sent down early, that it wasn't really fair, but it, it is what it is. Um, and that's just the circumstance of the CBA and him being able to go down without waivers. But you've got two options there. And if mm-hmm. Reimer continues to at least have doubt trickle in, um, you know, there's there's no reason they can't they can't give it a shot with with one of the other two guys, whether it's Ned, who's but you know probably going to be the guy next year because he's on a one way deal next year. Yeah. Um, so. You know, there's no, you know, maybe you just go with him and if you have to, but uh, two options there. And if, if Reimer's not, uh, if he's like he is today uh, in the second and third, then, um, you know, you're probably going to have to make a decision. The first period, I mean, that's, that save on Eric Stahl is, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, if he sticks around for another season and a half, that's one that you show every time James Reimer's starting a game. <laughs> but, uh, right. No question about it. His head was on a swivel all the time because he didn't like he could find it at all. So, 
uh, definitely something to be to watch. I think, um, but I think they're fortunate in that. I think Peters played played really well. Corey Lavalette, North State Journal. Follow him on Twitter at Corey Lav. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate your uh, your help on the morning after podcast. Thank you to Corey Lavalette. Hurricanes get a big win. Uh, look, they got goals from Joel Edmondson, who uh, tied a career high with points in three straight games. He's got two goals and three assists in his last three games after going zero for the first 17 games. You get uh, a Brock McGinn goal. You get a Warren Fogle goal, who, by the way, was outstanding today. And I think this has continued to stretch with Fogle, where he's played his best hockey of the season. Uh, and then you get the star, uh, Andrei Svechnikov, with his ninth goal of the season in overtime to, uh, to finish it off. Canes win it by the score of 4-3. to three. Uh, very good. They're now five and one in overtime, 11, seven and one on the season. Um, look, Reimer wasn't great in the second period is okay. Actually he made a bunch of good saves. There was, it was a terrible period for Carolina. Uh, and the only goal I really say, yeah, he might've wanted that one back is the goal that made it three, three. Uh, and then in the third period, did he get a little lucky? He made some good saves, did get a little lucky, but made some good saves. Still think he was one of the three best players uh, on the ice for Carolina because I don't think it was a great game for the Hurricanes. I think Jordan Stahl was good. I think Warren Fogle was outstanding. I think Svechnikov was good. Uh, Tavo Teravainen is just so doggone steady, and Brett Pesci was outstanding, I think, uh, in the defensive zone. Uh, the Pesci, Jordan Greenway, uh, uh altercation, if you want to call it that, uh, in the uh, in the corner beyond Reimer. Uh, physical shift from Pesci. Uh, good to see that from number 22. I thought he's he was outstanding tonight, and I said this before. I'll say it again. Pesci and Joel Edmondson is a combination they should not mess with the rest of the season. Those two guys are really, really good together, much like Dougie Hamilton has become really, really good with Jacob Slavin defensively. Uh, the shorthanded goal I'm going to get to here in a second, uh, and then we'll wrap this one up. Um, the goal that made it 3-2 for Minnesota was bizarre. I thought Carolina was on the power play, and I thought they were dominant on the power play. Uh, control the puck throughout. Uh, there was one situation where Hamilton fumbled the puck and took it outside the blue line. All right, reset. I really thought there was about 45 or 50 seconds into the power play. really thought they were going to reset and get the second group on. Uh, but the first group stayed out, and ultimately that came back to bite them uh, because when the puck was turned over at the blue line, you could tell Dougie was gassed. I mean, I'm not even blaming anybody. I'm just saying you're out there uh, outworking because you have to outwork the uh, the opposition even when you're on the power play. They're out there outworking Minnesota, and they were just torched. And all of a sudden, it all breaks loose, and you're fortunate not to allow the goal. Uh, and then it was guys are just so tired they couldn't even get to the bench. Uh, Dougie doesn't have a stick. He's kind of coasting up to the uh, the bench, and it's the long change because it's the second period. Uh, nothing good there, and you allow uh, a two-on, basically a two-on none, really, uh, in front of Reimer. I made the first save, great, but he couldn't make the second one. Uh, and that's just, it's a terrible goal to allow, but there was some good in that whole sequence, too. I can't even can't even begin to, uh, to, to stress that it wasn't all bad. The end of it, un- unfortunately, was bad. But the uh, the end result, at the end of the day, Good. 11-7-1 as the Hurricanes uh, win their third in a row. And again, second straight in overtime. They're now 5-1 and one after regulation this season. 
Uh, and it was very good. Good to see the uh, the Hurricanes win a game for James Reimer. I do think he played well enough to uh, to earn more starts, and we'll see how it goes from here. Uh, the Hurricanes are going to fly to Chicago. They'll spend a couple of days in the Windy City, and they will next play Tuesday night against the Blackhawks. I thank you, uh, thank Corey Lavalette from North State Journal for joining me here on the morning after podcast. Andrei Svechnikov's ninth of the season, 133 into overtime, wins it, and the Hurricanes beat the Minnesota Wild. By the way, Victor Rask got on the score sheet tonight. I was actually a really nice play. Uh, Hurricanes beat the Minnesota Wild by the score of 4-3. to three. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year, primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.